This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMahon. Or make of all along with my dear wife Jerry, and we are here talking about John eighteen today, and we've been like, I don't know, moseying through John because I don't, I know if you listen to the podcast faithfully, you probably wonder what is he doing. I think it's a good question. I think it's a fair question. What am I doing? Uh, we have been working on John, and then I've also put in a testimony in 2022. Uh, we talked about emotions with Sherry Capilla last week. We talked about different topics, and then we'll go back into John. So I'm mm -hmm. going to definitely finish the book of John. Eventually, actually, we have a goal. We'd like to have one podcast that does teaching, like whether we talk through the book of Genesis or teach mm -hmm. theology or whatever it is. And then we have a topic-driven way to go. So we might mm -hmm. talk about parenting. We talk about, you know, whatever's going on. But it's been fun. I mean, going through the book of John, and I love the Bible. Love going through it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Is that all you have to say? Outstanding, outstanding. Fabulous. Fabulous. Spectacular. I got all kinds of words. I meant about John 18, but that's okay. In John 18, here we have it. And uh, this is really awesome. When he finished praying. Now, the, when it says that he had finished praying, John 17 was the high priestly prayer. Now, he's about to get arrested, but it's not the praying that we read about in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where he asks his men to pray with him. Mm -hmm. They fall asleep with sorrow, right. and he prays three times. He prays an hour, an hour, an hour. Blood vessels are breaking on his forehead, according to Luke. It's not that that part of the praying. This was when he was with his men. He had been, he had had the last supper. He had washed their feet. He had told them things like, don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not fear. Things like that. I mean, you're famous. I'm going ahead of you, preparing a place for yeah. you, John 14. I mean, there's all kinds of great, I'm the vine, you're the branches. All these things are part of a conversation he had. Then he closed that in prayer in John 17. Okay. Then they're going to go, it says, after he had finished praying his high priestly prayer in John 17, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. So they're to the east and northeast of the city of Jerusalem. So they walk out from where they had had Passover. They go down. So that's how we know it's not the three hours of praying because he's not even to that place yet. So you have to go down in a valley. Like the city sets up on one hill. Then you go down through this valley, the Kidron Valley. Then you come up to the Mount of Olivets. So it's kind of, that's why I used to go through the valley. You go down and then you go up. The Mount of Olives has like a 2,700 foot. It's not the biggest I'm mountain I'm shocked in the world. you didn't ask me to explain that, but it's okay. It's not like yeah. the biggest mountain in the world, obviously, but <laughs> he went up to the Mount of Olives. On the other side was an olive grove. So I would have loved to have seen it in the days of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. I don't that really know if all these olive groves are still there, but I guess the whole side of that hill at one time, you know, had these olives and these trees. And so he and his disciples go into it. Now, we know according to the other passages, he's going to be praying in the Garden yep. of Gethsemane. He's right there. These places are Garden of Gethsemane, Mount of Olives. I mean, they're right there in that same vicinity. And he had been praying. And it says, now Judas, who had betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met him, met there with his disciples. So he knows where he's going because Jesus Christ had often met his disciples there. Yeah, which I think is a great example. Jesus was regularly going to pray with his disciples. He wasn't just waiting until like this emergency status situation. No. You know what I mean? To come in. I mean, it's no. a regular thing. So regular that 
you know, Judas knew that's where he would be. Yeah, he's definitely not like you. Yeah. You know, he <laughs> prays all the time. So, <laughs> no, stop it. Jerry prays. I've heard her pray this week, actually, several times. So, it's been nice. <laughs> praying for, by the way, you know, what are we praying for? The Ukraine oh my and goodness, what's going yeah. on there and Russia invading the Ukraine. Actually, we have a friend on Instagram who came from there, is from there, is now in the Cleveland area and very upset, obviously, today. Mm -hmm. So I told her we'd be praying for her and uh, praying for others. We have a missionary in the Ukraine. So, yeah, I mean, we do pray. We do pray on a regular basis. And so it was a common place for him. So I would assume it's kind of really awesome when you think about it that Jesus Christ went outside. Mm -hmm. Ah, you know, where is he praying? Outdoors, out in nature. It's creation. It's quiet. Mm -hmm. He just goes out there where it's beautiful and it's peaceful and it's a Mount of Olives. And you think garden. about yeah. you think about all the history that surrounds him. This is the city of King David. Mm-hmm. This is where they built the Solomon of the Temple of Solomon. At one time, that temple destroyed. Later on, it's rebuilt. You think about how many things went on, how many great people had been in the city of Jerusalem, yep. whether leaders like Nehemiah or prophets like Elijah or, well, not Elijah. He wouldn't have really been in Jerusalem, but other prophets. And then you have uh, great kings that would have been there like Hezekiah and whatnot. And here he is near where you can see the city. And he's just praying. You know, he's praying about his mission for this world. You know, the thing I love about the fact that Jesus is out there praying is like Jesus is perfect. Jesus is God. Yet he is coming to the Father and he is still praying and asking for help in his ministry, asking for help to get through what he knows is in front of him. Yet we who are so weak, you know, as people think we can do it on our own sometimes and right. not come to God in prayer. Yet Jesus was going to God in prayer. I mean, what an example. So what you're saying is we should be praying. Even, yeah, way more than we do, I'm sure. No, no I agree with it 100%. I think mm-hmm. God works. I think the universe is set up to work through prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, God uses it. It's vital. It's indispensable. It's not like one of those things, when you think about praying, it's not just like an add-in, like, do I wear a scarf or not? You know, yeah. I'm going to get by if, if I'm out in the winter. I personally, by the way, don't wear scarves in case you're wondering, you know, but so I do get by without a scarf. Uh, my wife would like to wear a scarf if we're out there where it's cold, but it's an accessory. Okay. Sorry, Jerry. A scarf. It's a necessity when that wind not, is whipping. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a necessity. It's really, it's really head. not, it's really not. And it's, it's an accessory. But I'm just kidding, by the way, tongue-in-cheek. I don't care if you wear a scarf or not. But I'm saying some people do, some people do not. So that's how some people view prayer. It's an accessory. I would say it's more of a necessity. If I go out in winter, what would I think is necessary? Shoes. I'd say (laughs) coat, hat. It's usually things that I wear, I think, pretty necessary when I'm going out in the in the winter, if I go kayaking, what do I think is necessary? Life jacket. No. Um, <laughs> yes, having your life jacket legally, you should have it. But as far as what I absolutely have to have, a paddle. And a kayak. Well, if I'm assuming, yeah, I'm in the kayak. I need a paddle for it. It's a, no necessity. I mean, something that's prayer. It's not yep. excess. It's not an accessory. It's a necessity. Yes. And Jesus Christ realizes that, and that's why he's praying. And then comes his buddy Judas, the guy, and I say his yeah. buddy Judas. Come on. I mean, they traveled together for three years. Mm-hmm. With friends like that, who needs enemies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. 
Judas, well, some people do sour, and Judas Iscariot mm-hmm. is an example of somebody that you can be close to that sours on you. I think we do have to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. But Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place, right? So he goes in. So Judas came to the grove, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Now, chief priests being distinguished from the high priest, mm-hmm. which there's two mentioned, two guys mentioned, Annas and Caiaphas, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But chief priest was another higher echelon of priests. So you've got some of the highest priests in the nation are part of this that are coming in there. Priests. Priests. Yeah, because they priests. didn't like what Jesus was saying. Priests. Yeah. Priests. And religion. they had that much power mm-hmm. in the country. You would never go in, you know, a whole group of pastors went into so-and-so's house in Jefferson and drug them out and arrested them. <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't happen. I mean, just like, we don't have that kind of, pastors don't have that kind of authority. No there's yeah. no, there's not even a national pastoral position that would have this kind of authority or this kind of clout, no. man. These guys in this nation had a lot of power. Yeah. Right? They definitely did. They definitely yeah. did. I mean, people mm-hmm. looked at it, and it was um, supposedly, I mean, a monotheistic, well, it's definitely monotheistic, but as far as they viewed God as being their sovereign and their guide mm-hmm. and their king, right? So they were <clears throat> coming, and they were, I, I should say, they were the ones everyone would look to at all times. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So they looked to the priests way more than in our world or our, our society could ever imagine. Right. You know, yeah. these people had It's clout. foreign to us. Yeah. They had influence. Yeah. People listen, right? Mm-hmm. They were a big deal. Yeah. So anyway, they're there. And Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it you want? Now, he's setting up. This is like setting yourself up in volleyball so you can slam it back at them. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> this is the perfect setup. He's about to park it straight on them, slam dunk it on them. And they said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. Right? He's such an enemy. What does he Have you seen him? Yeah. <laughs> they don't say, we're looking for you. It's like they don't even know. Even though Judas is there betraying him, they still ask, Jesus of Nazareth, I am he. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. And we know he gave him a kiss, and mm-hmm. you know, Christ a kiss and other passages. And when Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Now, we're going to come right back to that. But again, he asked them, who is it you want? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. I told you that I am he, Jesus answered. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. So, thoughts? Well, he's protecting the people with him because he doesn't want them, you know, to go. Right. And obviously he's not trying to run from them or get people in front to defend him. He's ready to face whatever is coming before him. He asked who are you looking for so they can say Jesus of Nazareth so he can say, I am he. Yeah, the I am that I am. I am. Well, now, you know, I don't hear a lot of people talk about this, actually, but I looked it up, and in John 8, 58, when they wanted to stone him one time, they he said, before Abraham was, I am. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that was the term that God gave Moses at the burning bush. Right. I am that I am has sent you. What is your name? I am. I am, the verb for existence, becomes the main name for God in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's when you see in the Old Testament, Lord, L-O-R-D, all caps, it translates the Hebrew verb for existence, 
Lord. Yeah. That's how you always know Lord from a different word, like Adonai, mm -hmm. Master, Lord. Right. This is Lord, like God, Lord. Like this is main name, mm -hmm. Yahweh. Right. This is it. He says, I am. So it's interesting that when, when they translate that in John 8, 58, 58, they say, I am. When you see it here in John chapter 18, he says, they don't translate it, I am. They say, I am he. They, I am he. But I looked at the original Greek, which from which the Bible, the original language is Greek that the New Testament is written in. And I went back and I looked at it in John 8, 858, and it is ego, Amy, I, I am. Mm -hmm. Same exact words used here. All through. All, e even when you come down to, to the end, when he, when he says it in verse 8, I told you that I am he. Who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth, the first time, I am he. Then he said it. When he said, I am he, they fell back. Then who do you want again? Jesus of Nazareth, I told you, I am he. I am. I am. I am. There's no pronoun. I mean, and the translators are putting in a, a pronoun here. It's just, I, I am. So he's just saying, I am basically God. He's saying the exact same thing he yep. said in Johnny 50. I'm just saying, if I you're going to be consistency, yep. if we if we look at it as Christians as a reference, using the I am thing, he says that there's such force when he says it, they fall, they, they fall back. Yep. I don't think we should pass that. No, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. Who are you yeah. messing with? Who are you messing with? Who are you arresting? Who are you putting your hands on? This is somebody who said, I am. We're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. I am. So he is, Who is Jesus of Nazareth? I am. I am. I, I am, am the God. I am, right? Yep. So I, I think that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, amazing. But, but I also think that Jesus Christ, he already knew they're coming, right? So yep. he asked them the question. So it said that he knew ahead of time, he knowing all things are going to happen. He was not, guys, we've got to run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Run for the hills. We got to get out surprised. of here. We're about to suffer. Yeah. You know, let's run and hide. Let's head. Let's head to Asia. You know what I'm saying? They'll never find us there. He wasn't like that. Uh, he was going to embrace it because the thing I see about Jesus Christ is he is going to accept his cup. Mm -hmm. He now, understood, right? But the he had been praying. Him. Yeah, he had been praying. Now look, you know, he had been praying for three hours. By other accounts, yeah, Lord, if it, if you're willing, mm -hmm. let this cup pass from me but not my will, but thine be done. Now he's already prayed to get the strength. Mm -hmm. Now he's ready. Right. He's ready for this. Why? Because he's been praying for hours for this to get himself prepared, to get himself ready for this meeting. He's been praying. Sometimes if we're getting ourselves ready for something heavy duty that's coming down our way. Maybe there's a counseling or there's a confrontation or whatever it is. Uh, maybe we have to go stand. Maybe we lost somebody. We got to go to calling hours. I want to pray a minute about that. Yeah. You know, I think about how much he prayed to get himself ready for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And you might ask, what did the, all, what good did the praying do? I gave him the strength. I mean, because we, we pray to God for a lot of things. We don't know what God's answer will be. Right. You know, and he was praying if it's possible, God, you know, deliver me from this, let this cup pass from me. But it wasn't possible, obviously, because it's the only way that we could have salvation right. was Jesus Christ dying. So he knew he got his answer, so he had the strength to face it. There, no, there was an angel God sent, actually, to mm -hmm. minister to him, to give him strength. And I think that when people fail you, and certainly 
Peter will deny him later. Mm-hmm. I think his guys did let him down, yeah, um, even from the perspective Judas, of not yeah. praying, pray that you not fall into temptation. Well, Peter falls into the temptation of denying Christ because he hadn't been praying. He had not been preparing himself for this critical moment yeah, by praying. Yeah. Jesus Christ <laughs> was preparing himself yeah. for this critical moment so he can accept his cup because mm-hmm. he's willing to go with them. And he just says, just let these guys go. Yep. Yeah, he's protecting his guys. If he, When he says, I am, and they all fall backwards, he probably could have come up with something else, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that maybe they would have been looking for them for the rest of their lives because they just wouldn't have existed anymore. But that's not how he was. He was somebody who cares about his men. He's going to pray for his people. And I like that, you know, that he's concerned not just for himself. He's concerned about his guys. Yeah, even when, you know, it's a Peter that drew up the sword you know, cut the guy's ear off, you know, Jesus like, don't, you know, put your sword away. Right. And, you know, heals the guy right there. Right. And they still take him and think he's like this crazy person. It's like, you watch him, it's crazy. But you know what? Satan's a deceiver and God used it for all of us. I just think of the power of praying. I think of the power of Jesus Christ and what he's doing. And it just can't be overstated Mm -hmm. that he was preparing himself for this moment that Praying does not mean I'm not going to have a hard time. And sometimes we look at God and our expectations of God are that he delivers us from all Everything. problems. Yeah. No flat tires, no no loss, no betrayal. You, know, yeah. you think about Jesus Christ, he's out praying, he's doing the right thing, he's betrayed by one of his own men, and how sad that, how sick was that? Yeah. You know, that he's betrayed. God... I don't see God preventing all things from happening. I see the promises of God that he's going to give you the strength through all things that happen. Yeah. Right. Oh, definitely. Because, you know, people, no matter what, people still get sick. Uh, Like I said, people still have lost in their families. We go through hard times, you know, difficulties in relationships for one reason or another. But God's promise is just, he'll be there with us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Right. You know, and he'll help us. The Bible talks all kinds of places about him giving us strength and relying on, you know, the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and guidance. And Well, you were, yeah. you were good on Friday night and you went to the worship night. <laughs> so, you know, you did the right thing. And then you fell in the ice. I fell out. in the parking lot. Whacked then, my head. You know what? It shouldn't have happened because... <laughs> You know, you were at worship night. Right. And then you fell coming out of worship night. But, you know, we prayed about that, and your neck's feeling a lot better. Yeah, it is. So yeah. we were, you were a bit concerned. You were very discouraged on Saturday. I was. Had a little whiplash neck, and I'm like, I don't want to go back to a whiplash neck. But, right. yeah, it's feeling a lot better. Right. Because but it's one of those things. It's like, you know, some things are just the world we live in. You know what I mean? It's not like a curse from God or anything. It's just like ice is slippery. Well, that's not the way I was going with that, actually. I think the (laughs) direction I'm going with it is this, that we prayed about it. Mm -hmm. And your neck feels better. Yes. And I'm saying that we both prayed about it. Like we both together got together and we prayed for it. You know, we were praying for the Ukraine today. We were praying for our family today. Mm -hmm. We were praying for some who have suffered loss in our church today. Right. Right. We're praying for these people. And to me, those prayers are going to help out. It doesn't stop every bad thing from ever happening, but it's certainly going to give us the strength to get through. Yeah. And the Bible says where two or three are gathered together, God is in the midst and is listening. He's hearing what we say. 
Yeah, so that's one of the things we were talking about Elijah a Mm -hmm. few weeks ago and stones, you know, we pick up. And one of the stones I wanted to pick as far as building an altar to the Lord is just having that that time in our house. So we've just gotten up earlier so that before I get going in the day, you know, we have a chance to Mm -hmm. read the Bible together and a chance to pray together. And I think that's going to be not that I'm patting myself on the back. (laughs) Yes, I'm certainly not. I'm just saying, no, I need prayer, and so do you. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is prayer works. That's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and get get after it. So yeah. that that's what that's my word to you today. Prayer works. Get after it. Stop goofing around. If you're somebody who's been slacking your prayer, stop it. Okay, stop it right now. You need to be praying, just like Jesus Christ here is in a moment of prayer when all this chaos breaks loose in his life. Mm-hmm. But those prayers are going to help him to be able to do what God wants him to do. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we don't, you know, another thing we'd appreciate: share the show, uh, subscribe to Eagleville Bible Church uh, to the page. I mean, that's kind of nice for us when you do that. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. We appreciate your support. So feel free, like I said, to like it, share it, comment. Uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you tuning in. You all have a great and an awesome week.